So uh, yeah, I'm speaking to um, Azim Mir and from the UK, and uh, we continue our film review. And uh, this time, it's uh, it's it's a a film very relevant to the month of Rabiul Awal, and obviously the the birth of the Prophet something to do with his life. Uh, it's the message. Uh, Salam alaikum, Muazzam. Alaikum salam. How are you doing? I'm doing very well and um, very happy because I've I've been seeing a number of your your, your reviews um, on on WordPress. Um, tell us about the, the 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 film, the message. I mean, many people have seen it. The the movie, the message. Um, it was made in the in the seventies from nineteen seventy six by a Syrian filmmaker called Mustafa Akkad. Um, it stars Anthony Quinn, Irene Pappas, Johnny Seca, Michael Ansara, and um, the film. Unfortunately, was not very successful commercially, but I think it was very critically well made. And I think that I don't know if we've discussed this previously, but there certainly is a difference. Um, there's no certain correlation between how much money a movie makes and how good it is. I mean, uh, if you look at the the blockbusters from the past few years, they've been you know of rubbish quality in terms of content, but they've they've some of them have made close to or or past a billion dollars. Uh, this movie, on the other hand, did not make a lot of money, and it's not very famous, especially as far as religious epics go. But I think that it's actually a f- fad, fabulous film. I mean, he um, got, got a 8.3 rating on on IMDb. Yeah, I certainly think it deserves the 8.3 rating. The um, the uh, unique thing about this movie is that um, the because of the passion of the filmmaker and because he really his his um whole me- his message you know no pun intended was to to bring different communities together and to he wanted the film to be a bridge between you know the east and the west he decided to make the film twice and so he made a shot by shot um he made the film shot by shot in an arabic version with an arabic cast and in an english version with an english cast and he decided not to you know go over and dub it because he felt that there's certain styles of speech of you know behavior in the in um among uh, the arab culture and um within the arab arabic language certainly that wasn't there in the english language and he felt that for dramatic purposes and for still storytelling purposes it wouldn't work simply to have a dubbed version whilst today just to save money and for just commercial reasons most movies that are released in other countries if they're not in english they're simply just dubbed over, and I'm—I don't know if you've seen dubbed a dubbed movie or even uh, dubbing on the news, but it really takes away from the, you know, from the effect of what the person. Oh, is I, saying. Well, I quite like the uh, Chinese dubbed movies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, certainly. Um, so, so I mean that that really affected the film, especially in terms of budget budget, because this movie was an independent film. Um, this was we're considering this is the 1970s, and um, I mean. I don't think I can think of any other Hollywood style film uh, or religious epic that that is that isn't based around the Judeo-Christian concept. I, I don't know if you've read the, my review of this of this piece yet on um, the film Review.blog, but um, in the past, um, especially between the fifties and the and the eighties, Hollywood was quite ripe with um, with religious epics, and there were films ranging from you know the Ten Commandments to uh, Ben Hur, uh, and so this was the first ever attempt to make a film about the the um, you know Isla- the um, the Sira 
basically. And so this he basically went into this, you know, without any big studio support. And so he he didn't have um, a lot of funding for this movie. And uh, unfortunately, it does. You can't you can certainly tell in some certain scenes that some props maybe of, you know, less, less, um, you know, brilliant quality. Some sets might be of less brilliant quality. But at the same time, it's very difficult to tell because, I mean, I'm not an I'm not an expert in history, but perhaps that was perhaps how what what things would 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 look like, you know, uh, at that time and in that parts of the world. And I mean, just when you think about the the the, the budget budgetary problems that went into this movie, just really sh- for for filmmaker for most for young Muslim filmmakers out there, it should be an inspiration because. You know, this was certainly jihad feasibility because of the the, the 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 problems that that this man encountered in making this movie. So, I mean, one example is that they began they began filming the the film in Morocco, and because of you you know um, basically politics, um, the, the the Saudi government put pressure on the Moroccan government to sort of push this film crew out of the country and they were they were told to leave Morocco and they decided to start filming the the movie in Libya and they ran out of funds and like I said earlier this is the 1970s and they were stuck in uh, you know just dodgy motels with no air conditioning and they had to sleep under wet blankets just to you know um, to cool off and then the film was funded you know a lot opened open doors for them and the movie was funded by you know none other than Muammar Gaddafi and you know, for better yeah. or for worse, that did create a lot of um, talk around the movie. But I mean, what I really, what I really lo- love about the film is that the the, the passion of of the Sira really comes through. And unlike a lot of um, Hollywood, more especially modern Hollywood religious films that are sort of you know watered down and. The, the element of spirituality is is removed from the mo- movie. This really isn't the case with with um, the message. I don't know if you've probably you probably have see, um, heard of the controversies with movies like you know Exodus, Gods and Kings, the the, the movie about Musa alayhi salam uh, with Christian Bale that came mm-hmm. out in twenty fourteen, yeah. or um, the the movie about Nuh alayhi salam with um, Russell Crowe that came out in twenty fifteen. And um, I mean these films weren't. Not only were they not very commercially successful, a lot of religious groups, even even Christians for that matter, sort of um, they were critical about the film because they sort of they sort of played these movies as some sort of like some sort of historical legend rather than um, something that it's that, something that well we believe is true and something that is certainly rooted in a religious tradition. This wasn't the case with this movie. As in, uh, Mustafa Akkad has come out and said that he you know he he was. As in, as a Muslim, he was intending to make this film for Muslims, and I think the most evident uh, thing, uh, sign of that is that, you know, in keeping with, um, in keeping with, you know, the, the thick of the matters, um, the Prophet is not depicted in the movie at all. Like he's, he, you never see his face or, you know, any any part of his body or any part of his physical presence. And the the, the same goes to for major Sahaba like, you know, um, Ali Ali Radhiallahu and um, and others. Uh, what what instead he does is he 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 came up with this really ingenious idea of. Um, Telling certain scenes from from a first person perspective of um, the Prophet So, for instance, as the camera is moving, or you know, as the camera shakes, you get you get the impression that this is a first person viewpoint of of um, of of a character. 
So you sort of see the film or you see the the action through the eyes of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And when, uh, this is something that, that filmmakers really hate, that when you speak directly to the camera. But he broke with uh, the conventions just to get around um, you know, issues of depiction by asking his, his actors to speak directly to the camera. And it, it sort of, it takes you out of it for a minute because it kind of reminds you that you're watching a movie but at the same time you understand why why he does so and um another fantastic way of sort of you know alluding to the the, the prophet's presence is that he um he employs a very brilliant musical score composed by maurice jar who composed the legendary score of the movie um Lawrence of Arabia, and it's really this whimsical sort of, you know, mystical, contemplative um, flute tune, and it's it's just really brilliant. And I, I honestly, I think that I'd recommend someone to watch this movie, even if they don't want to watch the a film about the Sira, just for the musical composition, because I think the film received an Oscar nomination just for the musical composition. Yeah, and certainly, um, he he certainly did. Um, and this is something that Muslim filmmakers should take into mind because before this was made, it, there was a, a film about the Sira could in fact actually be made. I mean, can you imagine, we've discussed biopics before and can you imagine a, a movie about Malcolm X, for example, as we discussed it, but Malcolm X is not a, does not appear in the movie. It sounds very difficult to make indeed, but I mean, from from uh, the, the the message, this film is, is proof that, that these things can be done. And I think that Muslim filmmakers should... Um, Engage in you know ingenuity and when keeping within the law and um, respecting the fiqh and and the, and the rulings of the Sharia in this matter, but using their creativity. You know, art is is all about creativity, and if if you can really employ your creativity, and today we have better um, filmmaking techniques than we did in the seventies. I mean, just just to give you an idea of how difficult it was to make this movie, it took them four months just to you know rebuild seventh um, century. Um, models of like what palaces would look like so he, they had to rebuild um abyssinian palaces and, and byzantine palaces and then they had to make full-scale models of you know the, the cities of um of, of Makkah and medina and even of i think briefly of, of taif in um in the libyan desert whilst today a lot of that could be done for cheaper and quicker through um you know, digitally or on computers and through computer effects. And that does save you a lot of time and money for, for other things. And I'm sure that they could have, if, if this movie was made today, they'd, they'd make, uh, they'd use better effects to sort of allude to the presence of the Prophet Sallallahu and of, of major Sahaba, um, but still make, make the film seem, you know, make it seem, it doesn't take you out of the movie for a fa- because I'll, one really cool, interesting scene was that um, during the B- Battle of Badr, you see um, you see a fight from the perspective of um, Ali radiallahu anhu, and you can, you can see his sword moving, and it feels sort of like a video game, and it, it is interesting because of the no- novelty of it, but it does certainly detract from the illusion of a movie slightly. But I know that with modern techniques, certain things can be um, certain things can be overcome. So I certainly think that this is a, a fantastic movie. I mean, um, I really have. So the more and more you read about this film and how they, how, how, how the problems that it, it faced. I mean, the character of Bilal Rodilano um, was played by an actor called Johnny Seca, and he always he was and he is still relatively unknown. But um, famously enough, um, Muhammad Ali, at the height of his fame, I don't know if you know this. Um, 
well asked whether he could play the the um, whether he could depict um, Bilal ibn Rabah and and he was actually famously refused by the director Mustafa Akad because he said that I don't want um, the presence of a big star like Muhammad Ali to detract from the detract from the film such that when people see the movie they they think oh you know that is Muhammad Ali and not oh that is supposed to be uh, you know um, Bilal uh, radiallahu anhu and he didn't want. Muhammad Ali's presence to be the reason people are drawn into the film. And I think that's honestly amazing because um, what filmmakers tend to do is they tend to bring in big names that they can, you know, post, uh, that they can have planted mm-hmm. on posters just to draw yeah. in crowds. And this was a movie that was, there, there really was a difficult difficulty finding an audience for it in, mm-hmm. in the West, but it just shows that the man had so much integrity. He didn't want to use um, a big name to commercialize the movie. The, 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 the art and the, um, you know, the desire not to commercialize this film. And while I, I, well, I did say that, I really respect certainly Mustafa Akkad's um, vision of um, of not having um, a big Hollywood, uh, well, not a Hollywood star, but, you know, a big world star um, in the film so that it might, you know, um, draw away from the film. I don't think I necessarily agree with that. Um, I know that uh, for a lot of people, it, it certainly, um, especially for a lot of famous people, or it, it, it's, it's perhaps just, you know, um, a lot of people might just phone, phone in performances just so that they can, um, you know, earn a paycheck or, or they, they throw in big names for the sake of throwing in big names. Um, but I think in this case, having a big name like uh, that's who's a Muslim that's recognized in the West, I don't think the, the fewer people that you could really think of as 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 far quickly as you, you know, or as famously as you can think of more people like Muhammad Ali, especially um, back in the seventies. And I certainly think that if he had, if he was included in this movie, perhaps it would have created a lot more buzz for the film. And you know, he he certainly wanted to, this film to be. Again, no pun intended. A message and 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 a bridge between different, you know, um, cultures. So I think that perhaps future filmmakers should keep this in mind. That sometimes you do need to, um, uh, especially as in Muslim filmmakers, you need to find a compromise between art and commercialization. Just if you want to get your, um, you know, your 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 view your viewpoint across, or if you want to get your your messages across. Um, I certainly think that this film didn't, unfortunately. It suffered from, I think, perhaps poor marketing because there was a lot of heavy rumors that Charleston Heston, who who played, um, uh, who who was a very famous actor back in the, you know, in in uh, between the the 50s and the 70s, and he played um, Musa Alayhissalam in um, in in um, the Ten Commandments, and he certainly he was also in um, Ben Hur, which is another um, famous uh, religious epic that 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 was. Um, has been remade three times in Hollywood. That's that's just how how popular it is. And that there, there was a rumor that he was going to play, um, you know, the Prophet Sallallahu and, and that that caused a lot of, you know, uproar and there were protests um, in, in in Muslim countries. But very little was done to, um, you know, to to to, to um, make it known that this was this was not the case. Even though Charleston Heston himself and um, uh, the, the director of the movie denied denied this. Of course, it was it was completely false. And then there was an, also another rumor that unfortunately this this there was a, there was this, a group in the U.S. Like, I'm not sure who they were. Um, it was a, a small group, and you know they went to an extreme and they 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 created a hostage situation. And unfortunately, it, you know it's so tragic that somebody died in in this situation just because they thought that Anthony Quinn was uh, playing the Prophet whilst in fact he was playing um, 
uh, Hamza radiallahu and he, he basically he was the, the main he was well the film wasn't necessarily centered around him because as you know um, the film is about the entire Sira and uh, so that's not possible because Hamza radiallahu who dies in the battle of Badr um, but he was certainly perhaps the, the only big name that that the film had going for it and they did try to deny these rumors but unfortunately the damage was done because of um, because of the actions of this group and unfortunately the film just it it was it was it wasn't um well received after that it really it marred the film and it gave it a bad name which i think is very tragic and so i think that um future muslim filmmakers who want to go in down the road of of making such movies they should certainly bear in mind that they need to commercialize the film well enough and they need to advertise the film well enough just so that you know western audiences are are aware. i certainly think that in today's time Western audiences will be more uh, aware of aware of films such as the movies about the Sira just simply because of the internet and the way information travels, and also because I think people, uh, especially in the West these days, are more curious about you know the Prophet and his and his life and um, you know. Uh, the controversies regarding his depictions, especially because of, um, uh, you know, tragically and, and unfortunately because of what's happened in Western countries regarding, you know, the, the Prophet Sallallahu depiction when, when it comes to, you know, uh, things regard like the Danish newspapers um, uh, article or, you know, the Charlie Hebdo um, uh, tragedy or even the, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this film that was it's a terrible, terrible, really Poor. Forget about it being abusive. It was just a really rubbish quality film called The Innocence of Muslims that caused a lot of uproar. I think back in 2012. So it, there really is um, sort of you could say a curiosity about making films about the Syrian. And I th- certainly think that there should be um, a, a new big film made for Hollywood audiences about the Syrian. And um, Barry Osborne, who is a big Hollywood producer, who's um, been on, uh, worked in movies like The Matrix and Lord of the Rings, has expressed his desire to to make such a film. But of course, you know, just as people like Mustafa Akkad did, you have to also <clears throat> respect the spirit of uh, of the tradition. And he, I mean, he certainly ran around getting um, you know approvals from boards in in at like at at, at Azhar, for instance. And I honestly think it's it's shown. So. Just you know, to wrap this up, I certainly think that there is an appetite for films about the Sira, and I think I really recommend this movie. And I feel like, I mean, I certainly watch it perhaps once a year, and it, um, I've recommended it to non-Muslim people, and I do know some non-Muslim people who've watched it, and they really thought that it. it they, they 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 called it things like you know thought-provoking, and and it's just it's a very beautifully made movie. And uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it who's Muslim, I certainly recommend recommend you watching this movie and um just i mean it, it's tragic what happened to the film filmmaker i don't know if you know but mustafa Akkad died tragically in um yes, five yes. in in a bomb blast in amman and i think in jordan and i think that's very tragic because um this was a man who was really trying to you know combat extremism through art and i really think that that's i mean one of the reasons that we do this segment is that we we're trying to fi- figure out how we can you know um deal with such problems through art and i mean i certainly don't have the talent to do this, but I certainly hope that you know discussions like this sparks sparks curiosity and sparks the imagination of aspiring Muslim filmmakers. And so, yeah, I, I definitely, I I, rec- I I'm sure you can tell from my tone, I highly recommend this film. I um the IMDb gave the Arabic version an eight point five and the English version an eight point three. It's a good aggregate. I will definitely give the movie 
an 8.4, I'd say. I think that the acting, uh, perhaps maybe I'm, I'm used to a different style, but the acting certainly does seem a bit melodramatic in certain scenes. Perhaps maybe that's how, um, you know, it, you have to also bear in mind this is an old movie and some of the techniques are a bit dated. And like I said, some of the sets might not look very realistic. But other than that, I, I think the hurdles that this movie had to overcome, not just in terms of, you know, um, the background, but also in terms of how they had to, tell a coherent story without, you know, offending um, the Islamic tradition, I think was phenomenal. And so, certainly I think that this movie really has to be on the top of the list of many people.